This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from super-powered menaces, the Survive This system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day. All that good stuff. Still working on my Patreon page. I'm trying to determine tiers and things like that. Oh boy, that's a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Not really. But hey, it'll get there eventually. And when it does, I will be sure to let you know about it. Today. Today on Radio Grognard is how to read a module. Or how to use a module, I should say. Modules are fun. Modules are nice. Sometimes I even run them twice. Yes, I'm a poet. But aside from that, it can really help. It can really help a lot if you're like pressed for time or you just want to look for something different. Modules are worth getting. There's some people who do their all their own stuff, but they still should get modules for the obvious reason of you can steal from them. You can get some good ideas from them. And I've gotten some really good ideas from modules before, game systems and modules. So there's that's something to consider. And using modules in games, hey, you know, there's no sin in it. So go ahead. So this is how I prep a module to use it. First of all, I look at the blurb on the cover or on the inside page, first page or wherever it is, the front, back. I'm, I'm sure you've already done this before in selecting the module, but, you know, you look at it and see, get a gist of what the plot is. Then I open it up and do a skim. I skim through the module to try and get the feel of it, look at the maps, look at the pictures, maybe look at the, look at the headings, the chapter headings or the section headings or whatever you call it. That'll give me some idea. Monster, if there's new monsters in the back or magic items or something like that. Okay, then I sit down and I actually read it from cover to cover. Some modules are short, some modules are long. But you gotta do it and you just gotta look through, you just try and see how the story flows. You gotta make sense. Here's the thing. You gotta make sure the module's right for you as far as Story flow. If you can get this, if you look at it and go, oh man, I'm really going to have to do some heavy lifting on this. As far as like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't flow very well. 
And when I say flow, I don't mean railroad. I don't mean linear plot. I mean just is there logical progressions to things or logical progressions if the players play it right type thing. I'm not really big on linear plots, even though I've ran them before. I just happen to have a game, a game group that tends to f like linear plots. I mean, I just, I don't have to do very much to get them from point A to point B to point C. Although I would like them, you know, it would be nice if we could sandbox it a little. And it's like, okay, you this, that, and the other thing. It just sort of works out there. Or maybe I'm just fooling myself. Maybe I'm not running a linear plot. <laughs> And I think I am because I'm changing stuff around. But anyway, that, that's beside the point. Find out, feel, get the feel of how the plot flows. And I'm talking, and all this stuff is when you have time. When you don't have time, it, it, this is hard. So I would, I would like find something else. <laughs> There's other, that's for another episode. But f read through it, find out how the plot flows, and then read through it again. Read through it again. Only don't you know how you know what the beats are. Now, now you read through it with an eye towards things like stat blocks and notes you can take. I'd take it on a separate sheet. Now, here's here's where somewhere. How do I say this? Um, think, Glenn. I, I, before you even, before I even start, yes, I read through it. I read through it twice. No problem. Then I will go to my computer and my printer. And this is why I want a PDF of everything I run. I will print off either the whole PDF or I will print off the section I think we're going to use for this session. I usually know how long the sessions are going to be, so I just print off what I need, usually. And I print it off in a certain way. I print it off single-sided, even though I, I, print it, I print it off modules before double-sided, but I like to do single-sided so I have that blank page facing it so I can make notes and things on there. This way I can make notes on the blank page, I can make notes on the module, I can highlight stuff, I can cross stuff out, I can mark it up. Because the days of marking up your modules are gone as far as I'm concerned because they're just too expensive. Uh, they can be too expensive. And I mean, I, and PDFs are cheap, uh, relatively, they're cheap, so you can get a PDF and print it off and use that or use it for what I'm my purposes. So I would print it off and that's where I make my notes and markups. And I'm, you know, highlight highlight what you need to know. Try if you have to tell them something, say there's the dreaded box text or there's something in the DM section that they should know. This is what used to drive me crazy. If I'm running a dungeon or something, they come into a room and I don't remember I mean, it's right there, but I don't remember what it is. What I have to read through the. They go, okay, what's in the room? I go, I got to read the. I got to read the, the entry again. Drives me crazy. That's why I highlight stuff, the important stuff, what they need to know if they, you know, what what it looks like, all that stuff. Ideally, and I've seen this done in modules. Ideally, bullet point the every room or section or whatever. 
bullet point the pertinent things at the beginning. In fact, if you do that, that makes it, makes it even easier at the beginning when you're skimming through it so you can get the idea of what's going on. But if you have to, use that blank page to bullet point it on the other side or something like that. I've gone where I bullet pointed whole modules in like a, a composition book just because I wanted to know how it was going and I just want to do the whole module. But I, it's easier to have a blank page and you just bullet point it down there or highlight, or, or if you're running short on time, take a highlighter and highlight the pertinent stuff that you got to tell them. And don't forget to put it in your own words. Okay, we're almost done here. Like I said, bullet point that, highlight text blocks, or at least the name of the monster or adversary they're going up against. Any traps you highlight, I would underline if they have to have make a roll for something, like a dex a dex roll or a save or something like that. I would I would highlight those and underline them if possible. It's all about it's all about prompts. It's all about it's all about triggers for your brain. It really is. Even when you're writing your own stuff, this will, you should write it like bullet points and such. You don't have to get verbose. The only time you have to get to verbose if you just say, "Oh, I want to make this a I want to publish this as a module." Then you got to flesh it out. But the point I'm trying to make is these are triggers. These are things where you can just look at it. when you, during the game. Flow is everything. You look at the game. You look at the highlights. Boom! You're you're back in the game. You're not. You've hardly gone away from the game. It's pacing. It's flow. So that's what you have to do with a module. Also, maps, I would print out the map and have it there where I can mark it up. And I would have a copy for the players. If they have a player's map, of course. If not, then don't. You just draw it out. But anyway, I think you get the gist. And then it's pretty much ready to go. I would be ready to go at that point. Also note, also, oh, also note any kind of treasure or anything like that that they, I would use different color markers to tell you the truth. I would have a color code on it. That would work. I trust my bullet points better than that, but if I have to, I'll use different color markers. Anyway, I think you guys get the idea and I got to go start my day. So I wanted to say that if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or you can tr get a hold of me on Anchor. Drop me a voicemail. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm -hmm.